Hi everyone, and welcome to Raspberry Rock ASMR with me, Alicia. Back in elementary school, I recall my grade 4 teacher telling me I had a poor attitude in the class. I'm guessing this was because she and I didn't always see eye to eye on things. I was less than enthused with school and how it wanted me to think one way when I wanted to think the other way. I blamed my teacher for this and my outlook on my education at the time was bleak. I purposely picked arguments and looking back readily admit I did indeed have a poor attitude. It certainly stuck with me all these years, and to be quite honest, the reason she gave me grief about my attitude was that she knew I had more in me to give that was kind and compassionate. What she was seeking in me was a positive attitude, and I was stuck in a rut. Attitude back then was simply defined for me. You either had a good attitude or a bad one. I certainly didn't know that there could possibly be a spectrum in which to cultivate my inner being of mindfulness based on several attitudes. At such a tender age, life for me was about doing well in school rather than discovering me. In my adult years, I have always strived to have a positive attitude in the workplace, amongst friends, and within my family life. Here is my conundrum. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the word attitude, only because of what it has meant for me in the past with my grade 4 teacher. Amazing how certain events stick with you. So what is the definition of attitude, and can it change my mind about this negativity I have with it? The Merriam-Webster definition of attitude is a mental position with regard to fact or state a feeling or emotion toward a fact or state, a bodily state readiness to respond in a characteristic way to a stimulus, such as an object, concept, or situation. An example of attitude used in a sentence is, even if someone isn't in the best of moods, a warm smile and a friendly, helpful attitude can thaw out even the coldest reception. I think we're onto something that I can relate to. Specifically behavior patterns and how to cultivate a myriad of attitudes that can encourage a mindful way of living. Are you still with me? Let's tease this out. Attitude is so much more than just good or bad. It may include a whole host of outlooks that begins with the mindset of a mindfulness practice. Stick with me as I share with you how to cultivate attitude for mindful well-being. Let's start with the beginning, and I truly do mean beginning all over again in how we look at things. The assumptions we make of how things are going to be or turn out based on prior experience can sometimes throw us for a loop as situations can vary. I will use the example of attending a workshop on mindful-based resiliency. Depending on who the facilitator is, the techniques and teachings that are shared vary from workshop to workshop. Yes, there may be similar concepts, but there are also differing degrees of information and practices. 
What I love about this approach is the potential for aha moments and the openness for a rich discovery of anything. Allowing ourselves to be open can be an enriching experience that expands our awareness of ourselves. I've been working hard on not being too judgy about situations. I readily admit it is hard to keep my mind in check because it automatically wants to go to a place of judgment, especially when I feel I have been hard done by or critical of someone's actions. My sleep was disrupted earlier this week by the sound of a distant train. I wouldn't have heard it otherwise, but the bedroom window was open to allow for the flow of cool air into the space. I was judgmental of the noise, the time of night the noise was happening, and I was definitely judging the train operator. I was only thinking about me, my lack of sleep, how tired I would be in the evening, and not getting all that I wanted to get accomplished due to my fatigue. I paused. My thoughts focused on the person operating the train and their job. They were working to support themselves, possibly a family, or working to pay off debt, or chose to work that particular shift because they prefer nights. They may have been transporting food items, produce, or goods that I would be consuming, and lots of other people would too. There were so many reasons for this train to be traveling at this particular point in time, and it was not for me to judge. I was now beginning to judge myself and truly felt bad for being so judgy. You can see how easy it is to be caught up in the circle of judgment. As I reflected on thoughts later that day, I silently thanked myself for shifting my mindset from one of judgment to one of kindness. It is sometimes easy to be our own worst critic and we need not be. Let's expand on the attitude of kindness. I occasionally go walking with a friend and we often say to each other that we can solve everything with the simple act of kindness. But is kindness really that simple an attitude? Not everyone performs a thought check before they speak, act, or behave, and not everything is a kind gesture. I recall a colleague recommended I make notes before going into a big meeting, as I am a quiet person, and that may help me speak up. I instantly thought to myself, what an unkind thing to say to someone you don't really know. There was a lot of assuming on my colleague's part. I felt I was being called stupid, inadequate, and totally unqualified to do the job. I am generally quiet and reflect on what is being discussed in large group settings to properly formulate any responses I may have. My feelings of inadequacy then morphed into self-doubt and then morphed into feelings of resentment. My mindfulness practice came into play. Once I acknowledged all of those feelings arising within myself, I came back to kindness. My colleague was showing me kindness by giving me helpful advice, gathering my speaking points that I wanted to get across in the meeting so that my voice would be heard and not silenced. It would have been so easy for me to get caught up in the wave 
of one of self-talk, but kindness actually talked me out of it. Over the years, I have told myself to have low expectations. If I set low expectations, then I won't be disappointed if things don't work out. Many years ago, I had planned to travel to Hawaii. I bought some books in the area. I mapped out discovery routes, walking tours, and points of interest to visit during the week-long stay. The trip never came to be. The timing wasn't right. I had high expectations of going. Sometimes we need to let go of certain expectations. Was I disappointed? Absolutely. However, if I kept dwelling on the disappointment, wishing and wondering if this was the year the vacation would happen and it kept not happening, my expectations would gradually turn into one of resentment. That is a lot of energy and time spent on feelings that do not serve me. In the meantime, life is passing me by as I continue to dwell on this expectation. At some point, sooner rather than later, I let go of the expectation of a Hawaii trip and let it flow out of my life to make room for other opportunities to flow in. I am so glad I have the mindset to do this as a few years later, I went on a phenomenal sailing trip. One path may have closed, but another opened up for me that I didn't even have on the radar. A path full of curiosity that brought with it feelings of excitement and a sense of discovery. I was able to turn a, why didn't I go to Hawaii, to a, what adventure will this sailing trip bring for me? In my earlier career days, I was always seeking out the next exciting job opportunity. I would work in a position for a couple of years and then move along to the next one. This employment movement sort of became my modus operandi. I tended to look at this as a good thing, gaining a variety of job experience, expanding my portfolio, and making me more marketable for the next big thing. Was this constant striving to be better and do better telling me something? It may have been an indication that I was dissatisfied with work life and beyond the job, possibly me. But I loved each of my jobs and I was working on me. However, if I do a bit of a deeper dive, my continuous outlook to the future kept me in the future and not the present moment. Doors opening in the present moment could be missed. My judgment could be clouded by the what-ifs, and my development isn't really developing in the here and now. There is nowhere to get to but right now, right here. I know that when I am in a striving mode, I feel a rush within my body. My mind is racing, and I sort of feel anxious. The total opposite of feeling calm, grounded, and mindful. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to be complacent. I can't wait to be living at Raspberry Rock full-time. It can't come soon enough for me. There are several times in which I just want to go up and leave the city. However, right now in this moment, I have a job and family commitments. The impulses of impatience are acknowledged and I resolve to live life now as it carries me from one moment to the next. 
Our cabin continues to be built. I continue to produce podcasts and YouTube videos. I can truly say I am living and loving life. When I get caught up in the whirlwind of being the best of the best of the best, curiosity steps in to scan what is happening, bringing me back to the present. Strive with the attitude of thriving through your mindset, emotions, and physical self. Patience is also part of my outlook. As I mentioned before, living at Raspberry Rock cannot come soon enough. My time in the city does test my patience. Traffic congestion, aspects of work, and even family life. It certainly would not serve me or anyone I come into contact with to lose my cool. I am naturally a patient person and am thankful to have that attitude. I can be stuck in traffic and become irate about rush hour, construction, or being held up by a bus. But where does it get me? Do I really need to travel down the path of clenching the steering wheel, whispering strong words under my breath, and overall getting myself all worked up? I'll get to my destination by going with the flow. These moments actually present an opportunity to breathe and calm those anxious feelings. Sometimes I think it's the universe telling me to slow down. If you are not inclined to have patience, can it be part of your daily living? Respecting that everyone is different, you can explore a couple of methods I have already spoken about, such as being with your breath or practicing meditation. Let's focus on being with the breath, which asks you to bring your attention to the act of breathing. The mind may wander, there may be disruptions, but through regular practice and patience with yourself, a new habit occurs. Are your breathing techniques going to be perfect every time? Maybe, maybe not. The key is not to give up. It seems simple enough, but can be quite complex. I still get caught up with a wandering mind, then I pause and bring it back, going with the flow. The attitudes you cultivate can play an integral part in how you show up in your life. They may be those of which I spoke of, such as kindness, non-judgmental, and patience, all useful attitudes that can be practiced not only towards others, but also towards yourself. Be aware, be open, and recognize wider possibilities of discovery that benefit your daily living. Wishing you a wonderful rest of the week, my friends. Music